I don't know about you, Amir, but I feel really tired right now. Oh, girl, do you? Why do I feel tired? I don't know. Hey, remember I all the walking? I wonder why all the I walking? feel tired. Shut up, girl. Mm. It's always stress of um, Corona. <laughs> Miss Rona. Do you know what? I think we should hit straight into this episode. Yeah, I know. We've like wasted 30 seconds of the people's time. Girl, because it's a special guest that we adore and love and worship, especially you, girl. Yeah, guys. Hello. Welcome to the You Don't Love Me podcast. You My don't name. love me. Podcast of Doom. Armageddon. Doom. Yeah, Armageddon. Anyway, what's the difference between Armageddon and Doom? Girl, I don't want to get into it. Okay, so I'm not a dictionary. Look, guys, this is a brief introduction because we want you guys to really get into our guest. She's amazing, and you because you're gonna love it. It's such a funny episode. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Um, New York City drag legend Shaquida is our guest this week, and I'm so excited to uh, share this episode with you guys. Um, rumor has it that she's my biological mum. She is honestly, literally a New York legend, worldwide legend. You need to Google her if you don't know her, because girl, she's done so fucking much. Opera singer. She's lived all over. She's performed all over. Um, Boots the house down everywhere, yeah. everything. I remember the first time we saw her in New York, it was like, I don't even, I can't even explain it. It was amazing. It yeah, was yeah, literally, yeah. I was like, please come for me. The second time we saw her in New York, um, when we came the second time, I feel like I enjoyed it more because I was thinner then. A girl, <laughs> so what are you now? The pictures that I took, I was like, oh, wow, I don't look like a, as much of a fat blob this time, which was great. But um, yeah, without further ado, guys, here's Shaquida. 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 Hey, Shaquita. Shaquita, hey. hey boys. Hi. Oh, my Hi. God. How is it over there across the pond, you see? <laughs> okay. It's cold. That was my, that was my pity, pitiful attempt at a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was wonderful. That was amazing. Pens across the board. No, the weather here is cold, wet, and miserable. So the same as every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I've, I've, been to, I've been to England, I know. How's the weather in New York? Uh, it's actually really cold, but we've we've had like no snow. Like the tulips are starting to uh, push out of the ground. It's crazy. I'm like oh, it's oh. almost spring. Don't you just love global warming, Shakira? Uh, well, until the summer comes and we're boiling to death. Oh yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah you've always had a heat wave in New York. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about that. Hi, welcome to the You Don't Love Me podcast, Shakrida. Thank you so, Thank you so, so much, much for asking me. That's so sweet. I, when I met you guys in, in uh, at Drink and Drag at Playhouse, I was like, Ooh, who are these two cuties? And then you <laughs> told me you were together, and that just ruined my whole fantasy. Oh, did it make your fantasy? <laughs> I didn't know that you guys were into old black drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen AJ and the Queen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is going to be a shady episode. Let's go. Genuinely, though, um, to all of our listeners out there, Shakira Hall is absolute drag race. Uh, no, sorry, drag. She is absolutely. <laughs> wow. She is, wow. I'm going to edit this out, but don't worry. For all our listeners out there, Shakira is um, a drag queen legend she is new york drag royalty i think she's worldwide royalty let's go for it yes she is legendary who doesn't know who shakrita is if you don't know you need to get to know yeah 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 and yeah anyone who's in new york go and see her because she's absolutely phenomenal um and yeah i think there are a few parts of the world i have not been to yet so one or two 
Yeah, but you see, with the power of the internet, everyone knows about you, you see. I know. I love the internet. I just got a computer this morning. <laughs> that's how I'm talking to you. I still have to figure out. I, that's why there's no camera. That's why it's a podcast and not a television. <laughs> you can edit that out. Well, do you know what, though? On on that note, I must say, I saw on uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, congratulations on 24,000 followers. I'm not really very good with the whole, like, people literally make their lives about their Instagram followers. And, you know, and I, all my life, I've always said, I don't really, like, I don't like the term fans. And I mean, I understand it, but I don't want to say I have fans. I have, like, friends. I have people I know. I've You know, when I go when I travel or I'm at a show and people come up to me, I actually like to want to talk to them and get to know and like, be like, what's your name? And some people, it freaks some people out because I'm actually speaking to you and not at you. Um, so w- I saw that and someone's like, do you know you have 24,000 followers? And I had to actually go on my Instagram and I was like, oh, really? Uh, when did that happen? Because I, I do not keep track of it. I just sort of post, you know, the most random things in my life. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, no, I... I so, yeah, I, there's no, like, math, or I'm not, like, I'm not, like, trying to gain followers. I, I've certainly never bought followers. Uh, it's just, I'm I'm very blessed. So, 24,000 people watching my dumbass. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's amazing. No, it, it really it really is amazing. And I love your Instagram. I I, I, I follow you, and, and, and it's always so entertaining. And um, seeing you in, in, in your drag looks and all the amazing people that come to New York and see you, it, it's always such a pleasure. Those, I think those uh, backstage videos, I, first of all, I never realized, like my husband was like, um, and people always make fun of me. They're like, hi there, I, it's Shaquita here. I didn't realize I say that all the time. And then when I try to not say it, that's when all the uh, bloopers and blunders happen. No, I love I love oh, it, no, you know, because I love it because it's just consistent. Whenever I <laughs> I whenever I go onto my Instagram and click on Shaquida's Instagram, I yes. know that Shaquida will say hi. This is Shaquida. It just makes calms me. Do you know what I mean? Like I of all the catchphrases in the world, I don't think that's a very smart. One. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think all the, the bloopers are in, in there and all yeah. all the mistakes. Oh, and everything. I'm, I'm fine with the bloopers. Everyone, I'm literally. It's that's me trying to not say hi, guys. Shaquita here. So instead, I just I'm saying what I think is not hi, guys. Shaquita here, and it just comes out like completely wrong. So <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so cute. Okay, so um, let's go back a little bit. I, oh, actually, okay. my husband wants to ask a question. Okay, Shaquita, let's take it all the way back. Um, I, I want to know a little bit about when when you started drag. How how long have you have you been doing drag? Well, God said, let there be light. And I flipped the switch. And no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I started I started drag actually in the 90s uh, as an accident. Um, I was uh, going to school. I At the end of the production, we were doing a production every year. At the end of the production, they were like, let's go out. And I was so focused on my classical career um, mm. that I didn't know what out meant. And they were like, well, you have to dress up. And back in the 90s, I don't know if it's the same in uh, England, but you had to be like chosen to go in clubs. Do you guys remember that? You're too, you're too young. In the you're 90s. both too beautiful. I'm sure you were always chosen, so you never had it. But in your <laughs> nightlife, you had to be chosen by the door, like the door queen, to get into a club. And wow. uh, so they're like, "Yeah, you have to dress up." And so they, you know, they they notice you. So we all went down to the costume department at Juilliard. We dressed up, um, and we went to this club. And the guy at the door is like, you, who are you with? And he like pointed to me and we all went in. I was dressed in like lingerie, like a, a long piece of, it was terrible. 
pigtails, red lipstick. And the guy was like, you look amazing. And so we, like me and all my friends, we went in. And then uh, Boy George came up to me and was like, hey, you look what? amazing. Yeah, I know. He's like, you look amazing. Do you want to work here and be one of our hosts? And I was like, what? So I ran back to my friends. It's like, oh my God, you guys, Boy George just offered me a job. And they all just started laughing. I was like, what's wrong? And they're like, oh my God, you are so stupid and naive. That's not Boy George. It's a costume party. Everyone's dressed up. <laughs> oh my God. So there was a club promoter, Lee Chapel, and he was dressed up as Boy George. But I just assumed, I, I, would, I didn't know, because I was like, wow, so many celebrities here. And they're like, no, it's a costume party, you idiot. <laughs> but I was 19. I was literally 19, never been to a club in my life. And uh, yeah, the next week, I was the host of the Roxy. Oh my gosh, wow. So just all by accident? All by accident. And you've never looked back since? Uh, I never, so I never really, uh, I didn't, I never put my classical life with my sort of nightlife. Uh, mm. I was always, you know, I was studying at Juilliard. And then on the weekends, I would be this drag performer that would do, you know, what you do when you're a young 19, 20, 21 year old drag queen, backflips, death drops, somersaults, high kicks. You know, I would jump off like massive stages in like these nine inch platform Fredericks of Hollywood stilettos, like just crazy stuff. Like mm -hmm. I'm surprised I'm not dead right now. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, so I never I never sort of uh, merged the two together until uh, one day I came back. I was I was touring a lot and I was in Tel Aviv and I came back from Israel and my friend said, why did you sing an aria in your show? And I was like, oh, my God. Nobody wants to hear a black drag queen sing opera. They want to see me dance and kick my legs up. And he was like, just one for me. It's my birthday. And I did it. And literally that changed my drag career forever. Like it was, there was complete, after I sang, there was complete silence in the bar. You could hear the air conditioning humming, like in a mm -hmm. packed bar. And I was like, oh my God, I think I just ended my career. I, I literally thought people were like, oh, people were just silence. <laughs> And then, like, the most thunderous applause, and they made me sing the same song, because I never planned on doing it ever again, so I didn't have another track. Um, so I sang the same song that night three times. Wow. <laughs> and yes. I will always remember, it was Oh Mio Babino Caro from uh, uh, Puccini. Okay, you are way too um, educated in <laughs> the the musical, uh, you know, art world because, like, you've I've made no notes of about three words that I do not know the meaning of. So, <laughs> okay, so I've heard of Juilliard. Yes. What is Juilliard? Uh, Juilliard is a conservatory for music, dance, and drama. It is probably the most famous conservatory in the world. Wow. Okay. So, in terms in terms of your 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 classic background, mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit more about that because I, I am privileged enough to say that I've had the pleasure of seeing you uh, sing opera or, uh, on stage when we, when we were in New York, and I was completely spellbound. Like I, I could have cried. Honestly, I was. I had that. I had my big Cheshire cat grin because I was hiding my feelings, and I was like, "This is so beautiful." I was just living. Yeah, I, so I love it when it's like like when the straight guys are in the audience and you just see them just like they just want to start crying, but they're like, "No, I'm straight. I'm straight. I, I shouldn't be crying." <laughs> yeah, that was me that night. Um, <laughs> so yeah, tell us a little bit more about your your classic background. So yeah, you, uh, am I right in saying that you are a trained opera singer? Yes. Um, so I, when I was in high school, I've been singing all my life, uh, and then in high school, my teacher was like, "You should go into opera." 
Um, and then she for she forbade 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 forbade. She forbid me to to mm. uh, study gospel music or to sing gospel music because she wanted to keep my voice pure. And I, I get it. But, you know, to this day, I wish I could, like, you know, belt out a gospel song, but I, I cannot. It sounds like Pavarotti singing gospel. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> that's, hey, that's so, not bad. <laughs> oh, no, it, but it's I, not. I'd pay to listen I, to it's that. It's not Aretha Franklin, you know what I mean? So some, <laughs> sometimes we need to know our lane, and that's okay. Hmm. Um, and so I uh, auditioned for Juilliard uh, from high school. And, oh, tr- funny story, my high school was behind Juilliard. Like literally behind Juilliard. My my, I went to LaGuardia High School, which is like the fame. I don't know if you know the movie or the TV show's fame. Ever heard of that? Yes. So I went to that school, and uh, it's behind the Metropolitan Opera, uh, and like literally across from Juilliard. So I walked across there, auditioned, and yeah, they were. I got a letter, and I started reading the letter, and in my mind it said, "Thank you for trying, Um, thank you for your audition, but no." And, and in fact, I took the letter and I put it down and my mom read it and she said, thank you for your audition. You were you were superb and would love to offer you a full scholarship. And I was like, wait, are you reading the same letter? And she's like, yeah, she's like, you're accepted. And I was so like uh, it was it was just surreal because you don't no one graduates high school and goes to Juilliard for voice. Like you normally go to college first and then you go to conservatory after. So, you know, it was very big. I was, I was, you know, in hindsight, I was a little too young um, because there's, you know, as, a, as an opera singer, especially, you need life experience and you need, you need to be comfortable in yourself. And, you know, what I've seen a lot of young opera singers is that they are robots, they're technicians, they're machines. But when you start living and you start experiencing and you start understanding, then you really start singing because it comes from a place of, knowledge and a place of experience and a place of hurt and a place of love uh, and that's what makes the music beautiful it's when when you're singing uh, uh, the aria from uh, Mephistophele L'altra notte you mm. and you your voice breaks because you understand the the pain and the heartache and the sadness of of lost love uh, that's that comes with age and experience and I was 19 when I got into Juilliard mm. And a little young, but, you know, I, I enjoyed the experience. I learned a lot. Um, it is it is literally um, made my life what it is to this day. And I use all of those teachings in my drag career and in, and helps me to be professional on time. Um, uh, it helps me with every part of my life, really. You know, I, I, I can't say that I'm close to sort of um, the, the Western classical musics, but I am a big fan of Indian classical music. And I oh, often wow. hear... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan, huge listener. I love singing Indian classical music as well. And, um, you know, a, a lot of the time I hear that it often forms a great foundation for, um, like you say, for discipline and, yes. and it sort of goes uh, beyond just singing. It, it, it helps with so many other uh, aspects of life as well. So that that's that's amazing. I mean, yes, that's... absolutely. That's why they always say like um, opera singers, uh, like classical musicians, and doctors have so much in common because it is such discipline. Yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're a surgeon, you've got to have precision and, <laughs> and patience oh, yeah. and, all, and all that. So, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, speaking about your opera singing, mm-hmm. I remember seeing you on a little show called America's Got Talent. Am I right in oh, saying that? Goodness. 
you know, you're not going to get away with not talking about that. How how did that come about? How did that happen? Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I, I'm, I think it's no secret that uh, I don't know. But this is this going to be in America? Oh wait, this this is internet. It's everywhere, isn't it? Um, yeah. We can we can edit anything out. Yeah. No, well, he... I mean, no. I, I, I in fact don't edit because I like to be real. So they called me and asked me to be on the show. Okay. Uh, and it was just a it was a bad experience for me because. You know, it's a television show and mm. they want you to be sad and they want you to be depressed and they want you to cry and they want you to be hungry and starving. And, you know, mm. I was like, oh, this is great for someone who has no jobs or no career. I was like, I'm a professional entertainer. I need to get back to work. And I kept trying to get off the show. And I kept telling my producer, I was like, I need, like, I'm losing money because you don't get paid. It's one of the only shows where you don't get paid. You get like a stipend of like, uh, I think, I don't know if it's changed, but back then it was like $25. I've heard that. Put you up in a hotel where the breakfast is $25. So your stipend is gone by breakfast time. I was just like sitting in this hotel room, missing all, all my gigs like around the world. And I kept asking them to get off the show. And then I stupidly made it to the top uh to the live shows and i was like oh fuck now i'm screwed uh and so the only way to get off the show is to be eliminated so i plotted and i schemed and uh so you rehearse your live performance and then in uh then when it went live i just screwed up my performance and (gasps) you are eliminated and you know what the worst thing was so they put you in a van like with all the people that are eliminated and they send you back to the hotel to pack and you're flying out the next day or sometimes that day. And so I'm in the van, like making phone calls, like, oh my God, guys, I'm coming back. I'm done. I can't wait to see you. And everyone else in the van is like crying and really bawling tears. And I was just like, I looked around and I realized, yeah, for some people, this is, this was their chance at fame. But, you know, for me, it was not the best experience. It was, it was very like, they didn't really care about me. And I was in drag some days for like 12 hours. Wow. Yeah. We, we, we did a live show and like I wore heels for like, you know, a few hours and I was like, oh God, this is too much. Yeah. yeah. No, honestly, I, I, that's one of the things that I admire about great drag queens like yourself so much. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't know how you do it. Well, the, we, uh, as Amir is saying, we did, we did do a live show last month in, in London and I did, I didn't do drag, but I call it an alter ego that I did. I, I played and I, ha- I was wearing a wig and I, under the lights and everything, I was dehydrating so bad. And I was yeah. like, I don't know how drag queens can do it, let alone 12 hours. That's inhuman. Yeah, yeah exactly that's exactly what i said is like you give breaks for young children and for for the animals they're like oh the dogs can't be on set for more than two hours and i was like Bitch, i am sitting here with my dick tucked between my legs and of course at high heels wig piled up on my head and you don't seem to care and i was like oh you know what i'm i'm done good for you good for you it's all good you know if if it's people always call me up and say oh i got uh i got asked to be on america's got talent or i have an opportunity to be on america's got talent and you know i will give them my honest opinion i was like it was not for me but if you want to do it if you need it by all means you know i never want to tell someone no but i can give you tell you what my experience was okay 
That's really, really interesting. And it kind of is a great segue into some of the other questions that I want to ask you, Shaquita. Thank you for that. So we, we, we're talking drag, we're talking TV, we're she talking it's going. mainstream, we're talking media and, and all that jazz. I have um, no idea where this could be going. Uh, <laughs> two words, drag and race. And I'm sure you've heard that term so many times. And, you know, uh, um, uh, drag queen culture and, uh, and drag is just becoming so mainstream now. Now, um, what's your thoughts on that? And, uh, you know, if anyone was to listen to this podcast and ask, you know, uh, what, what sh- uh, whether Shaquida would want to um, be on TV again, what would what would you say? I think it's I think Drag Race is an amazing thing for the drag community, for the queer community, for the gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the it's the reason why um, drag queens used to always say, oh, I can't get a date because I do drag. In fact, when uh, before I met my husband, you know, and before Drag Race, it was difficult. I, you know, I remember people would say to me, oh, you're such a hot guy, but you do drag, so no. Uh, you know, I think, I think gay culture was so wrapped up in masculinity and uber masculinity that, you know, it, you know that's where the term mask for mask came. And, mm-hmm. you know, you saw all of that on, like, all those social apps like you yeah. know Grindr and what you know, and uh, Scruff and stuff, but I think when Drag Race came around, you start the fact that you saw them in the workroom as guys doing a job, like getting into character for a show. People started saying, "Oh, well, he's cute as a guy," and you know it's a profession. People started seeing drag as a profession and not just as you know this like weird thing or you want to be a woman, you know. And uh, I think that changed. And I I don't really see so much like, oh, you know, it's, it's usually the older gays that are like, oh, you do drag. No, I'm not interested. But the younger gays are like, oh, you do drag fierce. Let's go on a date. You know what I mean? So in that sense, Drag Race has really uh, changed the culture and opened the minds of younger gay people. And it's also helped the world to look at drag. And I mean, Mm -hmm. Drag Race just premiered last night in New York. And no spoiler, there's no real spoiler spoiler for people who haven't seen it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, to have like a major, a mega superstar like Nicki Minaj on that show is, is, is amazing. So drag has become mainstream. It has its ups and downs, of course, because now, you know, everybody wants to do drag. But it also get, makes more opportunities for people who are not on Drag Race to be able to, uh, you know, get more bookings. So it's, you know, it, I think it's a great thing. The the bad outweighs, the, sorry, the good outweighs the bad. I'm so glad you said that because I think this, so many people caught up in like, you know, saying all the bad stuff about this show. And for me personally, um, you know, watching from afar from the UK and growing up watching Drag Race, it's helped me explore my, my you know, queer identity more yes. and be more confident with, you know, exploring femininity and the power yeah. in that as well. So I think, I agree with you. I think there's, there's so much more good that's come out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, everyone's going to complain and everyone's going to have an issue with something. But I do think, you know, you know sometimes you got to pick your, pick your battles. People like to complain, though, don't they? Oh, trust. You sing this song. I came all the way to hear you sing this song, Shaquita. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a free show. You didn't pay. You get what you pay for. Ooh, Nothing. It's true, though. <laughs> so, you know, still talking on um, Drag Race. So yep. who of your um, sort of favorite queens that have come out of Drag Race been or favorite queens that you've worked with and why? Um, well, of course, my daughter, Aquaria. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I, I have so, so many, so many girls that I love. Uh, some of the girls that I didn't even know before that I've got to work with that are really amazing. Um, Shea Coulee is so sweet. Of course, you know, I have to say Shangela because if I don't, that bitch will cut me. Um, so <laughs> well, if she's listening, really, Shangela. <laughs> I'm sorry? As if she's listening. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, you know she is, honey. She's trying to steal my gigs, honey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, yeah, my, the, pe- the people I'm really close with are Aquaria and Shangela. Um, uh, the, uh, I, you know, the people that I love that I've never, that I didn't get to work with because they're not here is obviously Latrice. What a sweetheart. Um, Shea Coulee, uh, there's, there's so many, there's so many. And, uh, like I'm literally having one of my favorites. Um, and don't, I'm really bad because my husband knows all of this, like by heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can never tell you what season anyone is from, but next Sunday at that show where you saw me at the drink and drag, uh, April mm-hmm. Carrion is coming. So yeah, she's, we have not seen each other in a while. And she called me up. I was like, oh my God. So she's going to be there. Ariel Sinclair is going to be my guest, uh, tomorrow at the show. Um, so yeah, I'm really fortunate that I am, you know, they're like, they're like my sisters, you know, mm. you know, Monet and, uh, Bob, they're, you know, they're doing so great. Uh, you know, I'm so proud of both of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with them. Wow. Yeah. Like their podcast. I love it because it's them. It's messy and it's, it's just true to them. Yeah, I actually gave Bob one of her first jobs when she came to New York at Hardware Bar. And, uh, she was so nervous and she would always say to me, like, I, she would come to my show and she'd be like, it's like watching a drag masterclass watching you. I was like, oh, oh thanks. And then now she's like uber like famous and rich and didn't, she won Drag Race. Yeah. So yeah. Owes, I think she owes me like 20 bucks. Uh, Bob, sure. <laughs> with interest. Girl, I know, right? What would that interest be? $25? I'm not very good with math. <laughs> so Bob, if you're listening, you owe Shaquita yeah. money. Exactly. Where's my money, bitch? Where's my money at? Well, look, right, it sounds as if, to, to me, it sounds like all roads lead to Shaquida when it comes to any sort of, sort of uh, you know, a drag person because you are um, drag royalty. Um, so if somebody was to come to New York to see Shaquida, what should they expect to see? Um, well, that, exactly. <laughs> Okay, aside from that. (laughs) Incompetence and stupidity. Uh, I'm I'm not very, I'm not one for describing my drag. And people always ask me if I compete with all the drag queens. And I don't. Um, I'm not jealous of any of those girls on Drag Race. And people do always say, well, aren't you jealous that you like helped all these queens and now they're like touring the world? I'm like, absolutely not. Uh, I think like if you're great and if you're going to be great, you're going to be great regardless of who opened the door for you. So whether it's me or somebody else, you're going to be great regardless. Um, so I'm not jealous of anyone. I, you know, I always say I don't compete with anyone. I just compete with myself. I'm my biggest competitor because every day I do drag. And this is what I always I do a show uh, on Mondays in New York called Drag Wars, The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always tell the young queens, like, Enjoy what you did today. Live in the fantasy. Take a photo of the fantasy, but then look back on that picture and think of how you can improve. Think of what you can do better the next time. And that's really that's really what it's about for me. That's like 
every time I do drag, you know, and I look at the pictures or I look at the videos and I, or I look at myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it better the next time. And my husband's always like, you work so hard. Like on Fridays when I work at McKittrick, it's so dark. Like you can't see anything. It's like, you're spending so much time on details on your makeup. And I'm like, I'm not really doing it for, I know it's dark there. Um, I'm doing it because it's practice. Every time I do it, it's practice. It's professionalism, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. It's um, absolute and professionalism. I, I like what you say to the the younger queens at Drag Wars because we we actually did a podcast of one um, recently that had done Drag Wars before, and okay. she did she was high, highly praising of you. She was saying Tsunami, that you really yeah. made her feel comfortable oh, um, going out there with all the nerves and stuff. I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. as a you know, as a young drag queen coming up myself, I never got any help. Um, and so I vowed that if I ever had the platform or the opportunity to help younger queens, I, I, wh- why would I not? Like when people, people can like queens send me messages all the time, like, how do you do this? What should I do about this? What should I do, you know, for my skin? And, mm-hmm. you know, I answer, I, I, of course answer because I realized how tough it was for me and how much shade like I got when I, when I would ask someone like, can you show me how to do this? And like, why would I? So you can steal my gig. And I was like, no, just so I could learn. Um, so, yeah, it, it really is something that I'm very passionate about is helping younger queens and older queens. And it, like, you know, people are like, oh, my God, Shaquita, you're so like when people come to my show or like performers come to my show, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm doing the Shaquita show. I know that I have to like dress my best and I have to sparkle, you know, because you one thing you don't come as a guest to the Shaquita show. And wear cotton. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, honey. If I don't see a sparkle or a bead or a little something extra, no. Because drag should be an escape. Drag should be uh, a little something above reality. Because we can see reality every day. I don't want to see a girl in a cotton outfit that I can see every day on the street. You know, do something extra. And if you're going to wear cotton, be, you know, you got to be extra in that cotton. Make it flashy, flashy cotton. Make it drag cotton. <laughs> drag cotton. Wet. Two, yeah. two words that should cotton. never go together. Drag and cotton. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Stop drag and cotton. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, this is really interesting. This is so much fun. I'm having... Okay, I'm just going to take a moment. Just say I'm having so much You're fun. You're such a nerd. Yeah, I know. It's I, all I hate good, you. Babe. Ask as many questions. You can edit down as much as you want. I'm going to answer everything. I, I do have a couple of questions um, sure. a, around sort of the you know the current political climate. You're you're someone who's been around for um, you know a considerable d- duration of time. Wow! No, in she's almost twenty five years old. <laughs> I am almost twenty nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> and you've done so well. Uh, yeah, I know it's like crazy. But anyway, um, what what I <laughs> what I was trying to say is that you know you you've obviously seen the political ups and downs um, uh, throughout your uh, drag career. And I'm sure we we can all agree that it is a little bit of a political down currently in the Western Hemisphere, particularly, uh, you know, with the Trump administration in America and um, the the conservative conservative administration in in England. How do you navigate yourself in that in that sort of climate and even you know with with your experience and age you know is it something that you're affected by uh absolutely i think uh every time you go out to 
perform, every time you walk out your house in drag, you're making a political statement. You're saying, I am free to wear whatever I want. And that is freedom. That is, you know, and that's what I always say at, at Drag Wars to these queens. Like, freedom is, if you want to wear uh, a broom on your head in a free society, you should be able to do that. And in the society where everyone wants to look the same and be the same and, and fit in, uh, drag queens... Uh, are literally saying, no, I want to do this, I want to do that. And of course, dr there are drag queens that all have the similar look and the same look, and they buy the wigs from the same place, buy the outfits from the same designers. But uh, the fact that you're you know, going against what people say that you should wear and that you shouldn't wear, I mean, as RuPaul always says, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. It's so true. You, Even if you're a woman and you say, I want to put on a sparkly green wig and walk out the house, you should have the right to do that without someone saying to you, oh, I'm, that, this is offending my sense of uh, what's right and wrong. This is offending my kids. No. So uh, as a drag queen myself, uh, every time I go out, it's a protest. And it's every time I, every time I see someone who's a little uncomfortable, I, I try to come from a place of not, I don't shove it down your throat, but I educate you. I, I'm a true believer in you can... You can grab people, you can get, get people to understand, you can get people to listen if you do everything with respect and class and you do it well. So when I, for instance, when I'm at my show and there's a straight guy in the audience and I sing an aria and this guy comes up to me and goes, oh, I've never fucking gone to a fucking opera before, but goddamn, that was some good shit. And I was like, thank you. And he, he doesn't realize, but he has just sat at a drag show and just came up to a drag queen and gave her a compliment. That's how you educate the world uh, through kindness, through talent, through uh, class and, and through respect. I respect I will respect uh, someone, even if you have what I consider to be an ignorant stance, I will respect you uh, and not talk down to you, but try to show you that there is another way. And if you see it, great. If you don't see it, that's also great. Uh, move on, but respect me as well. Give respect to get respect. And if, some, if somebody isn't able to offer that to you, then you just go to the people who are able to offer that to you. No, then I just call security. <laughs> <laughs> security! She's out. I have thrown out a lot of people out of my show, honey. I literally threw out this woman uh, out of Drag Wars. She was sitting there, and these young queens, they are young queens. These queens were doing backflips and death drops and somersaults, literally killing themselves. And this woman's just sitting there, like, arms folded, like no applause, no not drinking, not tipping, and Ooh. I gave her many opportunities to be like, uh, "Are you enjoying the show, ma'am?" And she she literally turned to me and she said, "Move on." <gasps> Ooh. Oh, oh, that was exactly the sound multiplied by a thousand from the audience. <laughs> oh my god! I just <laughs> had to like, like hold my heart then. I was like, do? "Move on." I was like, "Ma'am, why are you here?" She's like, "I said, move on." I said, uh, uh, "I said, listen." You are, I've given you many opportunities to engage. I've given you many opportunities, but you're sitting in the front of a drag show with your arms folded. Think of how you would feel if you were performing and you saw somebody sitting with that attitude. And I was like, that is the worst feeling. And these girls are killing themselves. They're just starting. This is, this is going to imprint on them. Um, and I said, if you're not enjoying the show, the exit signs are clearly marked. Please use one. And she was like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. I was like, oh, yes, I can. Security! <laughs>
the minute she got up, honey, like a bunch of people grabbed, were fighting for that seat. I'm like, that's a point. Like people want to see the show. That people there that are there for the show. Why are you just sitting there being a mean bitch? Like, if you don't want to see the show, go to the back, go to the bar, go to the bathroom, walk into oncoming traffic. I don't care. Do something. Yeah, but why, yeah, but why are you at the front? Like, when we came to see your show, I was like, I was like, okay, we need to get that early because I want to be there at the yeah. front, tipping, exactly. living, enjoying it. Yeah, okay, we were early. There's early, and we were five <laughs> hours early because of, because <laughs> of, because of my husband. I'm talking here. about a different one, but a playhouse. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah when we were at a playhouse. As the doors opened. Well, we came before the doors were open. Five minutes before. That's we, we no, came that's before because the... you're raging alcoholics. And... <laughs> <laughs> Let's speak truth to truth. To truth. But, but do you know what, though, right? This is the Britishness within us, because today we were at Drag Brunch in Manchester, and I, uh, I kid you not, before the venue opened, people were queuing inside, and we were all ready to go in before they had unlocked the building. That is how much we oh. like a queue in, uh, in England. Yeah, well, you want to get your drink on before the Queen's. You can't, you know... Yeah, watching a, watching a drag show sober is like, oof, oof. <laughs> hey, do you know what the thing is? I I've stopped drinking. I, when I when I was in New York, I was sober. I saw oh, you wow. sober, Shakrita, and I still like you. I was I was oh. sober too because I'm trying to be healthier. Yeah, so okay. I'm actually sober. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> right now, right now, I'm sober. But there's no. a can of hairspray that I'm looking at. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, girl, when you're poor, you got to do anything. Sometimes uh, a little uh, nail polish remover and Kool-Aid, delicious. Do you know what, right? Okay. So when, when oh. I was younger, my dad used to have this um, garage that was just full of spray paint. And I don't know what I was doing, but when I was a kid, I used to just go to, in there once a month and just inhale and just be like... Okay. Well, then, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I never knew that about problem. you. Okay, that's the first sign of a problem. Thanks for sharing. Literally, and now this you're podcast is taking a turn. <laughs> oh my god, what? I don't know. I love the smell of spray paint. I, I, I know you had like an audience listen to this couple now fight it out and figure out that they both have addiction issues. Go. <laughs> I know this isn't an interview; it's an intervention for it's us. An intervention. <laughs> When you, especially if you're not in a very good place and you can go to a drug show, it can, it just changes so much for you. Exactly. And that's exactly what, you know, you asked me earlier what to expect from my drag show, from my show, if you come to New York, like I want you to literally leave smiling and happy. And, you know, I'm the biggest clown. Like I want, I don't mind being the butt of every joke as long as you have left there smiling and happy and having a good time. And that's really that's really what I want from every show. Like, I want to lift your spirits. I want you singing. I want you singing along. I want you, you know, to feel a, a sense of escape. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because when we would when I was asking, you know, what to expect, that was one thing that I was hoping you would uh, touch upon. You know, the the comedy aspect. You are so so funny so like sharp as well so, yeah you've got such a sharp w- wit i mean i remember when we came in and i said hi jacquita you know we came last year and the first thing you said to me you said oh i'm sorry have you come back for a refund and i was just i was just like what <laughs> <laughs> gotta be careful <laughs> no it was just so funny where does that wit and humor come from do you have funny people in your family or is that at juilliard 
No, oh my God, no! Uh, there's no comedy at Juilliard. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I I could imagine. It's twelve hours of do re mi fa sol la ti do with a stick in your face. Uh, in your face. Okay. Oh my God, my ear training teacher was so strict. It was literally one of I, I hated it, but it taught me so much. She uh, she was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it comes from my mom uh, asked me this once. And she actually answered it for me. She's like, you don't fear people. And I was like, what? And, you know, as I think about it, it's so true. I actually don't fear anyone. Like, I can talk to anyone because I don't fear you. Like, I don't, I have no fear of, like, going up to, like, the biggest straight guy or the tiniest, you know, uh, like, baby. Or I will literally have a conversation with anyone. And because of that love and respect I have for all people, um, I'm able to speak, I think, to anyone. And um, also, I also know that I'm, I know exactly what I am. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, you're so beautiful and you're so gorgeous. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm a clown in makeup. I know exactly. So thanks for the compliments. And I'm quite aware that I'm a man in a dress. I have no uh, pretensions. In fact, when I used to work in a straight club uh, upstate in New York, the manager was always so shocked at the end of the night, I would be surrounded by like 20 straight guys just dancing. And he was like, how do you do that? And I was like, because they know that I'm in on the joke. Like the first thing I would say to them is, it's not a party until the drag queen shows up. I don't pretend to be a woman. I'm not trying to take your man. I'm not trying to take your woman. I'm not trying to take your job. I'm trying to have a good time with you, like you. We're all here for the same reason. And so I think, uh, my humor sort of comes from the fact that I'm in on the joke and I want you to be in on the joke as well. Great. 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 That, sounds, that sounds really, really good. You're like, great, I didn't understand a word you said. Great. No, I did. I, no, I, 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 I did. I've never heard that before. And like the fact that you're like, I don't fear anyone I like that because it's like, yeah, well, why should you? But yeah. it comes, you know what, that, that apprehension comes from fear and not understanding. I'm very lucky that I've been able to travel the world and like live in all so many parts of the world. I've learned so many different ways of uh, mm. respecting other people, so many different ways of being, just being human. And literally, I, I, I always say I'm a human being first, everything else second. So that means I'm gay second, I'm black second, I am, I am a drag queen second, I am everything else second. But first and foremost, I'm a human being, just like the human being that I'm sitting in front of or talking to or looking at, or that's in my audience. Okay, so you're, 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 you're traveled, okay, yes. and you've been to various parts of the world, and you've been to England, as you say. Now, yes. mm-hmm. I, we have something to offer you. Oh, dear. We, we would like <laughs> our virginity. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, we, we would like to offer you an honorary British citizenship, Shaquita. You would like to. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I would love it. Cheerio. Pip, pip, and all sort of rock. <laughs> you, can I just talk about England for a moment? It has no legal bounding, but it is an honorary one nonetheless. Okay. And you, you okay, what, what do you want to say? I just want to know what Shaquita thought of England and when she came and what she thought of it. Okay. Right. I, I mean, I've been to England many times. I love it. Uh, my last performance was probably my last performance because I don't know if, is Miss Kimberly still around? Is she still performing? Do you know her? No, no, I don't think so. All right. So I, she was hosting uh, parties in uh, London and I performed at a club called Heaven. I don't know. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And they had just renovated and I was, you know, living my fantasy. And I was I started out this beautiful slow number. 
And then I did a reveal and ripped off my outfit and swung it around my head and my outfit caught on the beautiful brand new expensive chandelier they just put in. And I was like, let's go with it. So I started swinging across the room like Tarzan, performing, <laughs> hanging from my outfit, which was stuck to the chandelier. I'm imagining and, it now. I'm hearing the manager, I'm hearing Kimberly screaming, not the chandelier, we just paid for it. And uh, that was my last performance in England. Oh my God. <laughs> what a way to go out. I think I was, ba- I think I was banned from England. <laughs> but no, actually, it's okay, you're not missing out. <laughs> I love England. I was actually proposed to in uh, Hyde Park by my oh, then boyfriend. Wow. Yep. So yeah, I, I, I love England. I love, uh, I mean, the one thing is it's very expensive. Um, and Compared to New York? Yes, it's very expensive. Uh, and that's this London, is also, though. Oh my God, the car—that's London. Yes, and I've—I've I've only ever been to London, so that's all I'm speaking of. And uh, the one thing, and I don't—you know—I never want to disparage anything because. Mm. Uh, so I—I I, I don't do drugs. I've never done a drug in my life, actually. True story. Mm. I, I've never even smoked a cigarette. Uh, the only drug I do is like vodka. Like I drink. But, I remember you were saying this in New York when when we met. You you you've never done drugs, and that's good. Yeah, that's a good way no, of saying. No one, no one ever believes me, and that's that's totally fine. But it <laughs> does bother me. Like like I feel like people can't go out there without being completely on drugs, and I just feel like it ruins so many lives. And it's I almost feel like it's ruining the gay culture. I mean, in New York we have like the meth the the meth thing, and really, it's, yeah, it's just so sad. Like you know, people saying, "Oh, I'm." I'm at the sex party and this guy died and, you know, we just put him on the chair and then, you know, we just, I was like, what? Oh we we have issues with that in London. Chemsex, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many issues. Yeah. We're, we're from the north of the UK. We're two country girls. Much cheaper. We're two country girls. <laughs> we live in like the equivalent of the American Bible Belt. So we're like, we're, we're far away from all of that or oh, any gays for that matter. <laughs> oh, wow. How long, wait, where did you go to brunch today then? Oh, that was Manchester. That was like an hour drive away. Yes, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we 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 can touch gay culture when we need to, but um, <laughs> but yeah, we're like so like you know when you were saying that you know if you want to wear whatever you want um outside, nobody should say anything, and you know that should be their prerogative. We tried. We 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 in in this small little town that we live in, like people turn their eyes the other way when they see us wearing shorts. They're like, yeah. <gasps> like people will come up to us and say, "Oh, I could never go out in those," and I'm like, "They're just shorts. Calm down." Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but you know that's but that's also how you just you by going out in shorts is you're protesting and you're making a stand and you're saying this is and you know what some other young person will see that and be like he did it so i can do it and it's literally it's you being incredibly brave and uh it's easy to it's easy easy to fit in it's much harder to stand out i like that Mm, i like that that's very true. true okay Back to <laughs> your game, the honorary British citizenship, which Shakira yes. is dying to get. So, I'm so dying to get my love. She can come to the north of England and have a cheap drink. Okay, don't undersell it now. Okay, we, we've already right. Okay, <laughs> now um, I have a few quite British trivia questions for you, and if you answer them correctly, if there's a threshold that you must. Um, uh, we don't know what that is. We don't know what the threshold is. We'll tell you at the end. There's a chance I may win. Yeah, there's a chance, and then you know you 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 will get free healthcare and what have you. So wonderful. The first question is, how old is Queen Elizabeth? Queen Elizabeth is ninety-one years old. Close. Oh wow! Very close. She's ninety-three. 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 I think. 
<laughs> no, she's 93. She's 93. She's 93. Wait, I know my queen. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're asking a bitch some questions you don't even know the answers to. <laughs> well, have you seen me? I'm brown. I'm not even from England. I don't know what goes on here. <laughs> That's racist. And in fact, I don't think you're brown. I think you're more mocha chocolata. <laughs> no, I'm more voulez-vous coucher. <laughs> no, honey. I'm caramel. You're mocha chocolata. <laughs> and that's not racist, right? And, just, and, so with, makeup, and with makeup, I'm white. Because <laughs> if you ain't anyway, I'm not no, going to finish no, that. I'm no. not going to finish that. Okay, so question number two: What does the NHS stand for? NHS. Yes. What does the NHS stand for? National Historic Society. Uh-uh. Close, but not okay. even. Okay, it's, it stands for the National Health Service. It's our National Health Service that you get free healthcare with. Okay, I was very close. Okay, what else I can ask? Okay, name a famous uh, Scottish monster. A Scottish monster? Hmm. As in the Loch Ness Monster? Ding, yes! ding, ding! <laughs> yes! Do you, do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? Uh, no. Oh, why not? Um, I, I, I do not. I, I think the Loch Ness Monster belongs to where dragons belong to. Okay, okay. Uh, question number, uh, whatever question we're on. D. Question, what is the capital of Northern Ireland? Belfast? Yes! yes! Oh, Ooh. well done. You're, 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 you're flying through these, gosh. Oh, okay. keep, keep them coming, honey. I'm, I like to sound smart until I get to the stupid ones. Just edit those out. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, what is the nation's favorite food? Is it A, fish and chips, mm-hmm. B, jerk chicken, or C, curry? Ooh, which, which nation are we speaking? The nation, which nation? England. England. Okay, so fish and chips for England. Uh, no. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Please correct me. It's the, official now, this is. The official nation's favourite food, so for England, England's fav- national favourite food is, in fact, curry. What? Yeah. Yeah, you sound offended. I am not offended. I'm shocked. <laughs> I, went to, I went to England and all they kept feeding me was fish and chips and pudding. Yeah, well, fish and chips was the nation's favorite food until I think two thousand and five or something. Gentrification. Yeah, and then and then the brown invasion happened, and we all came, and and now we came a long time before that yeah. girl. You can't call it gentrification; you should call it brownification. <laughs> no, what happened was people liked the curries, and they made their own. People in Britain made their own version of these curries. Yeah, yeah, to, for for a Western palate, and you know, took out a lot of the spices and made it quite oh, black. By the way, you just you just told me what I'm having for lunch. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know I was born in Jamaica, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, when my uh, uncle got married to his uh, to his wife, his wife is Indian, and so the combination of the Jamaican food and the Indian food, oh my god, I still remember to this day. I was like eight years old, and I still remember it. Oh wow! My my all them flavors, all those flavors. Oh, like, I love it. And curry goat and saltfish and ackee and and oh. I love Can curry goat. Wrap this up because I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not too long now. Not too long. Okay, last two questions. I need to make this hard now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are terrible. Okay, what's the highest mountain in the UK? Oh shit. oh shit! I'll give you a clue. I don't even know. 
it's a very com. If you get the first part right, that's fine. It's a very common white name.、It、begins with a B.、Uh, Mount Bob. <laughs> Do you know what? That's not too bad. Not too bad. It's Ben. What is it called? Ben Nevis. Oh, I have never heard of that. Okay, fine.、Uh, last question. Last. But black question. people don't climb mountains, so. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've climbed Ben Nevis. Have we? Have you? Climbed, have we climbed Ben Nevis? No, we haven't. No, brown people don't do that. No, <laughs> <laughs> we did the Yorkshire Three Peaks, and I died. Honestly, it was so tough. I tried skiing once. I said, "Oh hell no!" Yeah, no, I can't do that. Oh no, it's not for us. No, I don't do. The only time I've ever ice skated, even, is at the Rockefeller Center, <laughs>、yes, and、I、that、like、was、skating. by holding people's hands. And、yes. thankfully, I didn't fall. That's it. Final question. Yes, my love. Dun, 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 dun. Are you going to edit music underneath this, like dramatic heartbeat music? Yes. Yeah. 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 I am、Perfect. going to. I am going to. Okay. Okay.、Um, what color are? Um, mailboxes in England.、Uh, I think in England, are they black? No, they're Ooh, red. Green. Red. They are. <laughs> I、oh. said red, and then you said green. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yes, I don't. I mean, I've only ever been on holiday in、uh, in England, in London. So.、Um, Yeah, no. It's、uh, the reason why I ask it is it's such a typically British thing, like the Royal Mail, as it's called. Oh, like, okay. So、you、beloved. Like the, like the telephone boxes. Yeah, like the telephone boxes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. But the telephone boxes are pretty much phased out. But the letter boxes. I mean, it's still the post office is still a big thing here. Like old people will look forward to like cashing their checks. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I go to the post office more time、yes. often. And we buy stamps. Yeah, yeah. It's huge.、Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I know you guys have New York and amazing things, but we have stamps and letterboxes. Stamps? What's a stamp? I'm just kidding. She <laughs> <laughs> has the queen on. I was like, what? Does she look like 93, or does is she still 19 on the stamps? Um, I think she's like in between now. I think she's like 19. Nine hundred and ninety or something like they—they're like you. You can't. You can tell that she's old, but you can't、yeah. say that she's ninety. I, I mean, whatever, whatever you know, you say about the Queen of England and whatever your feelings are. The fact that she has dedicated her entire life since she was nineteen to that、yeah. job—that is impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. At, at, at some point, I'd be like, you know what? It's too. I quit. I'm. I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna retire and have a good time, honey. I'm rich as fuck. But no, just you know, her sense of duty is. Strong as fuck. So it's sometimes misguided and sometimes in the wrong place, but it's always a sense of duty. So you know, I res I respect her. I don't always agree with not and with everyone, but I respect her. That and that's advice and、um, commentary from one queen to well, the、uh, queen. You should always respect your queen. You don't have to agree with everything they say, but you must respect. And if the, if the, the queen's queen. listening, you know, come on the podcast. But I oh, but but you know, to the to the queens out there listening, I always say, queens, just because you're a queen does not give you the right to disrespect others. Like you, it goes both ways. Give respect to get respect. You cannot expect an audience to respect you if you're a rude cunt. Nobody likes that. So you know, be funny, be sharp, be witty,、um, but always remember that you are in the service of people. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. I see so many, and some of these drag race, drag race people, and you know what? It's always the ones that really don't have a talent to sustain <laughs> themselves that like think that 
uh, oh, if I'm going to be a star, I should be really bitchy. And they have like these massive riders and they, they demand all these things. And then you know, they eventually fade away, you know, into nothingness and go back to their local bars working for, you know, 50 bucks a gig. But, you know, I'm like, that's not what a real queen is. That's not what a diva is. You don't go to hotel rooms and trash them. You don't talk down to people. You don't think that you deserve the world just because you're in drag. I didn't realize you would come for me so hard, Shakrita. I didn't realize (laughs) I was so horrible. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're you're not really a queen. I've seen you in drag. It's not really a queen. It's more of a mess. (laughs) (laughs) That's Mrs. Mess to you. Mrs. Mess and Mrs. Queen. (laughs) <laughs> listen difference of a letter i don't know do you Point. notice my, my accent is becoming more british as i speak to you i know i've noticed that yeah it's like more, more, more pronounced. <laughs> but did you even pass the british trivia test though shakrida yeah i do the result the results aren't in yet please wait 14 days and then we will send them to <laughs> the you post. in a in the post that you will have to pick up at the letterbox <laughs> the post, office. post office yeah <laughs> and yeah. there'll be stamps I... on there I have passed jewelry longer. <laughs> <laughs> now you're more, always more than welcome to 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 visit England. I love how you're the person <laughs> that's telling Shakira if she can or can't visit England. Thank you so much. I thanks so much. I'm banned from England. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I know. I think the owners of Heaven are like, no, she's banned. No, she. <laughs> you know what? You... Oh God, I was gonna get really shady then, but I'm gonna behave. Okay. Oh no, I no no no. I'm... You know, like, I, you know, you're not missing out on anything with heaven, don't worry. No, but I totally get it. I mean, I, I would be the same way if someone came to like my bar and was like destroying something that I just had put in. So it's all good. I love, I, I do love the, you know, the British queens. And I, I think I'm having, I'm not sure, but one of them is coming to my show. Ooh. And don't, oh my God, don't ask me. So someone else is, uh, is like, oh, I have a friend from England and she was on Drag Race. And I was like, okay, sure. And yeah, all queens, if you're coming to New York and you want a gig, hit me up. You're always welcome, as long as you're good. Yeah, we have some really, uh, our queens are really crude and like quick and rude and edgy. I don't mind edgy as long as you're not just being edgy for edgy sake, as long as it's for a purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've got some good drag queens, but yeah, they're very different from 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 American queens, as you yeah, would have seen. All the names, queens. all the names are like uh, puns and double entendres, and you know, there's no yeah. one in England just named Alice. No, 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 no. <laughs> we we've got Susan. like, yeah, we've no. got like Narcissa yeah. Nightshade and um, Val Qaeda oh, and, and and those. Oh. That's, yeah. that, that's one of our um, Muslim friends. drag queen friends. Yeah, she's a Muslim drag queen. We could talk to you till the cows come home, um, uh, Shakrida. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. But before we go, we've got one final question for you. By the way, you are an honorary Brit. I'm just going to consolidate that. Um, you will get your post-Brexit package <laughs> delivered soon. <laughs> okay. But, um, final question is whether you've got any messages um, for uh, your followers, your well-wishers, your fans, and any for any of our listeners. A lot of our listeners are uh, predominantly people of colour that um, come from um, suppressed nations, we tend to find. So w- what would your message be? Um, I th- my message, uh, and especially to people of colour, is one, uh, we can educate by being better examples. Uh, 
we all are, we all have some somewhat of a chip on our shoulder, but don't be very careful not to let that define you. And especially for the queens, do not let that define your drag. Um, it's a part of you. As I said, we're all human first and we're yeah. everything else second. It's a part of you. Yes, uh, as a brown and black person, we have struggles and suffers that uh, our white sisters will not never have. But never let that be a, hind a hindrance or think that you cannot do something that anyone else can do. So take that chip, uh, understand that chip, put it to the side and move forward and just be the best you and be respectful uh, to everyone uh, and you will get that respect back. Brilliant, brilliant. That. that sounds amazing. Thank you so much. For and that. Thank you so much. Just want you to tell everyone where can they see you and your shows? Oh, my goodness. Do we have an hour for this? Uh, it's so much. Uh, let's start. Thursday night, uh, Harder Bar, the Shaquita Show. Fridays at uh, Barshland Follies at the Bikitrick with Suzanne Barsh, legendary nightlife queen. Uh, mm -hmm. Saturdays, uh, Drag Brunch, Boss Events Drag Brunch at Sony Hall. Uh, Sundays, Drink and Drag at Playhouse. And Mondays, Drag Wars, the next generation at Pieces. Uh, it's a drag competition for new queens. So if you're a new queen, come on by uh, and show us your stuff. Brilliant. So, girls booked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, booked and exhausted. My feet are killing me. <laughs> but I refuse to, oh my God, I refuse to wear flats. I literally have about like two more years of high heels and then it's going to be caftan moo-moos and flats. I'm going to be Lady Bunny. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'll be the next Lady Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they'll be gorgeous bedazzled flats, honey. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> a little uh, kitten heel. A tiny... a li oh, girl, not even a kitten heel. I'm just going to be wearing Uggs. <laughs> I love I'm it. kidding. I would never do that because they're made of cotton. You see where I'm <laughs> Well, on that note, Shaquita, thank you thank so, you so much. much. Thank you guys so much. This has been a lot of fun and take care and we cannot wait to see you uh, in person, get cooking Amazing. and uh, do dinner. Guys, if you're in New York, come on, see me uh, and say hi, please. I love everyone. Of course, absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. How much fun was that? Girl, it's ridiculous <laughs> how quick Shaquita is. By the way, there was, we didn't send her any questions or anything. She was like, yeah, was... guys, just, just keep it free-flowing. Let's do it. And yeah, I was throwing what I thought were risque jokes, but they were just not very funny. But yeah, she's there's a reason why she's where she... Where she you know, there's, there's a reason why she's at the top of her game. Do you know oh, what yeah. I mean? And that she's like... A legend. Yeah, but um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Please share it with your friends. I know it's a difficult time. We thought we'd bring a little bit of a humor to yourselves. And, you know, unfortunately, the uh, drag performers are impacted by the coronavirus, as I'm sure you guys will be aware. So if you want to tip a bitch, please do so and, you know, hit up all their Venmos. And uh, yeah, Shaquida, if people want to follow her, they can follow her on instagram i believe is it shaquita hall uh -huh. um but yeah she's um she she's sickening she's amazing and well i can't wait for next week's episodes and i hope you guys are enjoying chronicles of the corona quarantine as well girl i'm not enjoying them i think you're a mess <laughs> yeah well so you can follow us on instagram at you don't love me underscore podcast that is you don't love me underscore podcast you can like us on Facebook, YDLM Podcast, or just type in You Don't Love Me Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at YDLM underscore podcast. That's YDLM underscore podcast. Hashtag YDLM podcast. 
please click on our link tree in our Instagram bio. That will take you everywhere. Lady Bushra, my poetry, the NDA awards, please nominate us. Um, bits and bats that we're doing here and there, articles and vlogs and everything. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much, Shaquida. You are iconic. Thank you. Yeah, we, we love you, Shaquida. Take care, guys. Until next week, we love you, but you don't love me. God, I sounded so dead there. Girl, you are. I'm only dead inside. R.I.P., bitch. Bye. Bye.